Hello and welcome to the Good Buddies Anime Podcast. I am your good buddy, Brandon. And I am your good buddy, Roger. And this is episode 32 of the podcast. Can you believe it? I can't even believe it, dude. Let's we? see how far we've come. We, Let's we. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man, we're here. Uh, we're going to be breaking down the last three episodes of season three of MHA. Yep. What are those again? It's like 59, 61, 61 62, 62, 63. and 63. All right. But uh, wait a minute. Yes, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> sorry, we're both very sleepy. Yeah, I am super tired. I've had a very, <laughs> very long week, and I've got very few hours of sleep almost every day this week. It's been rough, man. But you know what? You didn't come here to hear about us being sleepy. You came here to talk about or hear us talk about Aminase, which we will get to right after we talk about different Aminase. Hey, yeah. Roger, what have you been watching? Dude, I actually, <laughs> so this week is going to be kind of short because I watched... Aside Nothing? from aside from my my episodes of My Hero Academia, mm-hmm. I watched two episodes of anime this week. Were I they? Let two. me guess. Let me guess. You hit up the Goblin Slayer. Yep, I, I caught the new episode of Goblin Slayer. And you watched a very short episode of uh, Skullface Bookseller. You damn Honestly. right I did. That was it. <laughs> that show's really cool. I haven't watched the third one yet, but it's really cool. Yeah, it's 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 really uh. I love it. I love it. It's it's so goofy. It's it just is so very damn goofy. goofy. It's very very and goofy. And Goblin Slayer was a more it was a lighter episode this week too. Cool. I guess I, I guess they're they're gonna balance some sort of like levity in there a little bit. That oh might, no, they just they're just lulling you into this false sense of security before yeah, they that's fuck probably you really up on it. the next one. Before they they're teasing his just friend. Gonna, just gonna start beheading people. Yeah, it's it's. I mean, they're about to raid. The next the episode looks like it's gonna be bones. gnarly. So. Oh man, that's we not cool. we will see. But uh, I did not catch the new episode of SSS as Gridman yet, which I need to. But um, I'll I'll get to it later. This this week was a I had a whole lot. It's of been stuff a, it's to been do. a rough one for you. Yeah, the catching up like the let's play we've been doing. Uh, we've had one series. We've been doing Halloween stuff. That's two dudes one couch for y'all who mm-hmm. are not so inclined. We uh we did Halloween stuff and for this last oh yeah couple this of... is basically our Halloween episode yeah kind of we gotta make it spooky <laughs> all right I'm gonna try to drop in as many spooky references as I can this make it kind of creepy because I'm gonna forget to do that I mean I I got you you're gonna forget to do it too Ooh, it's so tired scary. as I am <laughs> but yeah so getting all that done you know having an episode consistently coming out of the same series every single day of the week all the way up until Halloween. Getting all of that edited, plus having days with two episodes, plus all the other stuff, plus uh, stuff with my mom, and God, it's been a lot. But yeah, I watched the new Goblin Slayer. I thought it was, I thought it was good. It was a more light episode. It could be the only really light episode. We will see. Uh, Honda Sign definitely made me laugh. But uh, what have you been watching, good buddy? You know what? I didn't watch a whole hell of a lot. I did watch uh, another episode of that Bloom into You show, which. Uh, is very cute. You know how I feel. Hit me with that cute shit. Mm-hmm. Um, 
And it actually, uh, the dub is apparently available right now today as we're recording, which means yesterday for those of y'all listening on Saturday and two days ago for those of y'all checking out the YouTube on Sunday. A little early plugs for you. But yeah, um, yeah I watched that one. I did watch... Oh, I watched something else. You watched, oh, I watched Gunbuster. A, I did. I watched a couple more episodes of Magical Girl Array. Uh, and I did watch because... Uh, I kept seeing people talking about it after the Fully Cooly Alternative uh, finale. I did watch uh, Gunbuster 2, mm-hmm. uh, a.k.a. Die Buster. Gunbuster 1, uh, good luck finding it anywhere, but there is like a Blu-ray that was released back in like 2004. Still good luck finding it anywhere. But um, If you look hard enough, I bet you can. I'm sure you can. Uh, it ain't streaming nowhere unless you want to you know, surf on the high seas, but... Uh, I that show was pretty Monkey great. D. Luffy, this bitch. Wow, <laughs> wow, dude. <laughs> You're a bad person. I'm okay. a bad person. All right. Well, <laughs> but yeah. Uh, let me talk about that show for a second. Six whole episodes, not unlike uh several other uh Gainax series. Uh, you can really okay. Let me say this first of all. They were not kidding about this, about uh, Alternative having a lot of references to this show. Uh, mostly, yes, from that final bit where she, uh, where Kana uh, whips the uh, Band-Aid off her head and her hair's mm-hmm. glowing and the way that, like, the energy is, like, pop, 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 like fire cracking around her. That is note for note shit that happens in this show. Uh, one, there are people called the topless. I don't know why they're called the topless, but they're basically kids with this very strong power. You also find out that as they get older, they lose that power. They expire. Mm-hmm. It, Gynax has a real thing for like kids being, having some kind of energy and shit and then like losing it later, I guess, or maybe, maybe not losing it. I don't know. But yeah. And they also have a thing for like getting matter from one place to another at instant instantly, like in such a way that is not actually p- possible without breaking the laws of physics. Even fucking, uh, uh, Gurren Lagann has a uh, quite a bit of that. You should, you should, you should watch that anyway. Um, but yeah, this show, I mean, the, they have these like plug things that they keep on their foreheads, which keeps their powers at bay. So mm-hmm. they don't accidentally like, you know blow shit up and like when they activate them they rip it off not like exactly the way kana does which i mean there's only so many ways to pull a band-aid off your head i guess but still um like they they have uh these exotic maneuvers it's the exotic reaction that dude says sure. uh at the end toward the end of the show where like their hair glows whatever color and they do these crazy things uh, the little explosions around them while this is happening. That's the ether sparking, one says in the first episode. Uh, the thing that really got me was, I, I sent you a picture of it, one motherfucker is flying around a goddamn spaceship that is literally uh, Conda's gun, his little ray gun. It is exactly yeah, the shape and size. Yeah. It is like a big blue like rocket-looking thing with a shark mouth on it. It is exactly the same. So, like, yeah, that was pretty neat. Beyond that, the show, I did enjoy it. Watched all six episodes. Pretty cool stuff. A lot of really good action. I will say, they really front load that first episode with a lot of jiggle physics and panty shots. Um, Sweet! Wow. Uh, (laughs) Homegirl just straight up whips her titties out uh, toward the end of that first episode. And I was like, okay. Um, But then, like, going through it, there was less and less of that and more and more just action that I was really into, man. It got, had some really good giant space robot battles and shit like that. Man, I like that. 
You should check it out. I mean, I six whole I, episodes. I six whole episodes. I think it's worth it. I will say that the very, very, like, not the ending, but, like, the very ending, the coda to the whole thing, mm-hmm. like, the credits, doesn't make any sense unless you read, like, unless you either watch or, as I did, read the Wikipedia for the first Gunbuster so you can be like, oh, okay. Um, but, yeah, it was really, I really enjoyed it. That's the main thing I watched. Um, I planned on watching some more stuff, but I just couldn't get around to it. There's a couple of kind of creepy shows ooh, mm, darkness falls across the land like that kind of shit uh that i was planning on watching but never got around to because you know fucking assassin's creed man yeah <laughs> but uh i've been on that soul caliber six dude making them dick lizards yeah man oh yeah i made a dick lizard of course but you made also, you a skeleton with a big old spiky yeah wiener. man his name is bob dude he's got a big ass shirt on he looks like uh, his shirt looks like uh, bob the bony boner looks like fred from scooby-doo yeah i saw that he had a little ascot but he's got nightmares boots on <laughs> fucking stupid <laughs> it's so dumb dude people lose to him and you know it hurts they can't take it it hurts who's he who's he modeled after who's the character he's just a skeleton dude but i mean like do they have like other characters moves that's what oh I'm yeah yeah, yeah. The, his soul is uh raphael raphael wow so it's extra cheap you know me How you original. know me he loves raphael he loves him because he's got that grab where he jabs you back at the end because he loves Rings getting those right out hands. you're a real bitch he yep. can't beat you. he I can't sure beat am. you for real, but he'll share his hell oh, ring you out. Oh, I can't beat you for real, but if I can ring you out, it's better to me. You ain't real. Anyway, that's what we've been watching. If you want to tell us what you've been watching, we will of course have the plugs at the end. But as always, the good buddies anime pod at gmail.com. Mm-hmm. Tell us what you've been watching. Uh, give us some recommendations. Uh, let us know how you feel about it, man. But right now, I think it's about time to break it down. We're gonna wing, break wing, it down. Wing, 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 wing. So, we are about to go over, once again, 61, 62, and 63 of My Hero Academia. It's the very end of the third season. Pretty good. And uh, the first episode on there is Deku versus Kachan Part 2. Which, of course, Part 1 was in Season 1 mm-hmm. when they did the uh, they were doing the test thingies. It was Deku and Uraraka versus Kachan and Ida, right? Yep. That was a good episode. That was a great episode. But this one... It's pretty much exactly where the last one ends off. Uh, Bakugo figuring out how Deku got his power, challenging it to a fight. Deku doesn't want to fight. Bakugo doesn't listen. Uh, they just uh, he he wants to atta- he starts attacking him, and he stops for a bit and he says uh, he's like trying to figure out how why you know why why senpai didn't notice him and instead notice this weakling and etc cetera, etc. Cetera. He's pretty upset about that. Yeah, Bakugo seems like a real bastard at the very beginning of this, but. I- there's like a certain point where you're like, uh Yeah, I've always had a spot for Bakugo, but yes, there is a bit in a second where you really, really see where this fool's coming from. Mm-hmm. But uh, he says, uh, I wrote down this one, why? Uh, he, he says, why? Does that mean everything I did to be like him was wrong? We see these flashbacks of uh, them as little kids and you hear the lines, can, can I be a hero too? Like when Deku was crying and shit. Oh, it was rough. And then there's the showdown, they're getting ready. Opening credits, back from the credits. Bakugo goes in, and he is flying right at uh, Deku. He is, he is, he wants to wreck this kid. Um, they actually, for a bit uh, before that, they talk about how before they actually start fighting. I, I thought this was a good one. Uh, uh, Midoriya talks about how, oh, I mean, we don't have to fight here. Come on, we can, we can reserve a training room. And Bakugo is like, no, 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 no. If we fight in school, then we can't really let loose because they'll stop us. Like, he wants to actually 
really fight. And he does so. He goes in. He goes for a big right with his blasty hands. And Deku is like, no, no, no. He, I, I got him with... Uh, I managed to fake him out with one of these before. That's a that's a fake out. He's fainting um, since that's how he got him before. But turns out he was very wrong. Uh, and he jumps away just narrowly avoiding getting his whole leg blown off. Only gets a few singes on it. Um Bakugo uh, actually tells him to quit overthinking and fight because that's how he always is. Uh, Kachan continues. Deku is dodging everything. Still doesn't want to fight. Uh, meanwhile, a little security bot sees them. This is at uh, Ground Beta, the big like fake city where they had the training at the very, very beginning of the school bits when they were getting in. Um, and he sees them and he sends off a message to a racer saying, your students are going nuts. Get, get, get the fuck out here, you asshole. Nah, he doesn't say that, but that's what he's that's basically it. And he eraser sees this, Aizawa does, and he starts to leave like, who the hell? And he gets stopped by someone. We find out who later, but all you see is like a hand wrapped in bandages that's like stopping him. Um, back at ground beta, uh, Deku's trying to talk some sense into Bakugo, but Bakugo just keeps attacking. There's more flashbacks. You see them as little kids, you know, uh, the same stuff we've seen before, the same flashbacks when they're little kids and, you know, Deku fall or Bakugo falls, Deku helps him up, uh, Bakugo's out running Deku, you know, showing how, mu- how farther, how much farther ahead he is than him. The two of them opening their little trading cards and both getting All Might, the number one hero. It's all holographic. Hell yeah. Um, and they're so excited about it. But uh, he says, you were always behind me, Bakugo does. And he remembers All Might um, in this scene, the what he tells him, uh, how in small doses, pride can be a useful attribute to have. And then uh, another time he tells him, I understand why you're so angry. Uh, it's about Midoriya's improvement, but you got to remember he, he started so far behind you. It's easier to level up when you're such a novice. He's trying to reassure him, but Bakugo in this moment, he's just pissed. He's so angry that somehow this, this little weakling has passed him. He says in a moment, keep going. Uh, there's a great bit where Deku actually like fights back a little bit. Uh, Bakugo goes for a big hand blast. Deku like backflips, kicks his hands away. Uh, but, uh, Bakugo falls right there and Midori is just standing over him and he walks over and tries to help him up. Like, Hey, come on. Slaps his hand away. This is, this is the big, uh, the big emotional moment. He says, don't you dare worry about me. And he's like crying. His voice is cracking. Clifford, yeah. you did a great fucking job, my dude. Yeah, it was very good. It was so good. Oh man, the voice acting all around. I watched both of these episodes and and mm-hmm. sub and up. I was, was watching when before this episode came out. I was on the Twitter and uh 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 Colleen, is it Clicking Beard? I'm not sure. Clicking Beard, I think she's like the yeah the the voice director or something for the dub. Uh, she was like making fun of Clifford for taking like three and four takes at some of these lines and he was like i wanted to get it perfect like he really cared about this one and rightfully so he fucking nails it here and his voice is crack he says cracking and he says why did a small fryer like you have to get strong and become the number one hero sidekick his favorite you got so much better and i destroyed all might this is where you get it he not only that deku has surpassed him or is almost surpassing him even uh, not only that All Might's apparently like he's All Might's favorite, but more than that, he blames himself for what happened to All Might. For right. the fact this is that the he turning is... point where you're like, all right, he's not such a cock because they really do kind of play it up a little bit because he's definitely, definitely a bully. I mean, yeah. And no matter how you slice it, 
you are no less a cock if you, if you treat somebody like like the way they show that he treated Deku as a kid and stuff. Like, God damn, this is horrible. Yeah, but like you really, yeah, you do get to see a lot of what was going on in his head that whole time. Mm-hmm. But um, he tells him uh, he blames himself for what happened. Uh, he says if he'd been stronger, All Might wouldn't have had to save him, and he would still be All Might basically. And at this point, he's just straight up crying. And he says, so what the hell am I supposed to do? Like, he says he keeps replaying it over and over in his head. And All Might won't say anything, but he knows it's true. He knows that it's his fault. No one, everyone wants to pretend it's not. But if it weren't for him getting captured, this wouldn't have happened, he says. Uh, Deku gets it. He says he's the only one who understands how he really feels now. And he turns on his full cowling. He fou- He powers up, and the fight is on in earnest at this point. Uh, basically it seems like Deku's kind of saying, all right, well, fucker, if you want to vent, let's, let's fucking blow you away then. And they go at it. Uh, Kachan, uh, comes from above. Deku dodges. Uh, fucking Bakugo does maybe my favorite thing I've seen him do with his fucking power so far. You just see like his hand starts streaming these explosions and he just kind of goes turns sideways goes over and is doing like this sideways tornado of fire just flying Mm -hmm. toward him it's so fucking cool uh deku manages to dodge it but uh gets caught landing and just kachan just punches the shit out of him he flies to one side and slams into a a guardrail uh then he runs over follows it up with a huge throw he grabs deku and fucking throws him so hard that he actually like Kachan after the throw falls over into the railing and bends it in another spot like they're they're really going at it man and uh Deku he, he's kind of he's looking at this and seeing what's going on and uh Kachan Bakugo he said he looks him's like what's that stupid smile for I bet you got some plan up your sleeve and as uh Midoriya's running at him he does a he does a straight up solar flare there's no other way to describe it he does mm-hmm. a solar flare he puts his hand together ping and like he's blinded for a second uh, which is when he finishes that sentence. He says, that's what I hate about you. I can never tell what you're thinking. Uh, and like the whole time they're fighting, like they keep, he keeps, you know, they keep exchanging these lines. Kachan says that Deku was always looking down on him. Uh, Deku says, if that was, you really think that's what it is? If that was true, I would have, uh, I would have stopped, you know, hanging around you uh, a long time ago. He says, there were things I hated about you, sure, but I could clearly see how amazing you were. And this is this is the line I like. He says, All Might was my hero. Yeah, but you were the one actually in my life. And that's when he really turns it up and takes off. He's going way faster than he was. Uh, He's apparently he he realizes he's been keeping his full cowling at only five percent so he doesn't injure himself or anything. But he's gotten stronger physically. He can handle more up to eight percent. Not bad. Not bad. Listen, I know that's like supposed to be kind of a big reveal, but also like, come on, man. You couldn't you couldn't got those extra two, made it an even ten. You think it's supposed to be a big reveal? I mean, it's not a huge reveal, but it's kinda like, oh, he's so much stronger. Like that's a tiny that's only three percent more. He is faster, Bakugo realizes. He is stronger. Like it's it's exponential how much stronger right. he's getting, but it's still like eight fucking percent. Fuck somebody up, bro. <laughs> come on. Like I'm I'm kinda like, man. But yeah. It, it was uh 
is kind of a cool moment that he's powering up more. Uh, they go to break, back from the break. Uh, they are charging at each other, breaking away. This is where fucking Midoriya has that sweet ass, like he's dancing, like he's spinning on his heels real quick and then like bringing his kick down. Uh, does this huge like heel smash, bringing his foot down and fucking Bakugo barely dips back and avoids it. And you see like those green sparks like coming off of Midoriya's leg and like going across this fool's face like like you know two electromagnets getting a little too close and like shooting the, like a like a fucking tesla coil or some shit uh it's fucking rad um and then uh he does like this huge blast that like at deku but he manages to uh just barely get away and like not completely blow his face off uh and then usually a good thing if you don't blow your face off usually pretty good uh midoriya runs back in and he he get he actually starts really like fucking with him he's like is that all you got uh which is where we get another great line i really like this when he says i'd never admit it to your face but when i get riled up and i want to win i start to talk like you uh and he says because my idea of victory is so tied to you in my head that i can't help but imitate you i really like that like, you really see how, like, he has been influenced, even if they weren't, like, you know, close and besties or whatever. Uh, Deku jumps into the air. Bakugo jumps toward him. He says, I've got the upper hand in the air. Deku, in his head, says, I didn't go up. I, I didn't jump without a plan. Uh, he choreographs like he's going to do this huge uh, right kick. Uh, but right as uh, Bakugo gets to him, he instead swings in a left hook. Only at 5% because my arms, dude, they, if they break, they're done. But he punches the ever-loving shit right out of this fool. And, like, a lot of times in this fight, it goes into, like, kind of this sketchy style. Holy shit, that hand, like, on his face, they looked crazy as hell. But he punches the ever-loving fuck right out of Bakugo. And, uh, he says, uh, what does he say? Now it's your turn. You're the best. That's why I want to beat you. Uh, he says he has to, to fulfill All Might's expectations. Uh, Bakugo takes this huge punch right in his fucking face, but then he, like, you see him, his eyes dart back over to him, and he says, I won't lose to you. He grabs him, kicks him so that they spin around, and this is, like, so badass. I, I remember watching this. Both times I watched this, I was like, fuck, because it was so damn cool. He kicks him, spins him around so that Deku's on bottom, Kachan's on top, holds up his right hand, uh, blast with his other hand pointing straight at the sky and just rockets both of them straight into the freaking cement and he just fucking meteor smashes this fool straight down it's so cool and when the dust clears he's got him pinned and he's like kneeling on top of him uh, Bakugo is and he wins he says that's it we're done here I won this fight and then he, mm. he gets a little indignant about it he's like why how could you lose uh with even with all might's power you couldn't beat me like come on really so now it's one and one yeah so i'm gonna assume that we're gonna at least a third episode oh uh, part three. three i'll watch the shit out of that hell yeah um and then we hear a voice tell them to stop it's all might he's the one who stopped uh aizawa and he's out there now he's and black uh, bandages his, his bandages all over him yeah he's all fucked up uh his arms are still fucked uh, and Bakugo, he, he gets up and he looks at him and he says, why, why did you pick Deku? And he kind of explains a little bit. He says, well, he was powerless. 
uh, but I knew that he could be great. You all, you could already fight, but I knew that with if I if I gave him my power, that he could be such a great hero or something like that. Yeah. And he says, uh, Bakugo, in a another fairly emotional line, he says, "Well, now you know I'm weak too. It's my fault you lost your power." Bakugo can't handle some power like that. Man, can't handle that power. Man. Anyway, um. But yeah, All Might tells him, uh, well, no, I was always going to lose my power. It's not, it's not your fault. And he, uh, he hugs him. He actually holds him like to his chest, you know, like a dad and his kid. And he, uh, he apologizes. He tells him he's sorry. And he says, sometimes I forget that you're children. Bakugo, of course, has to be a little badass, like, and pushes him away. Like, "Mm." is it badass, dude? He's trying to be a little like, he's trying to be tough. He's trying to be tough. Even though he's fucking crying. Yeah. On my little Bitch, we saw you crying. My beautiful baby boy. You crying. My beautiful boy. He's gonna give him a hug. It's not your fault, Bakugo. It's not your fault. Anyway. Um but yeah, he uh All Might then uh Bakugo like sits down next to Midoriya and All Might <laughs> tells them that Bakugo's drive to be the best and Midoriya's compassion for others are both necessary in a hero. That's why Deku admires Kachan's strength so much, and that's why Kachan fears Deku's heart and his spirit. And he tells them that if they, now that the, everything's out in the open and they vent it out, he says if they can, can develop a mutual respect, then they can help each other and, he, and they can become the ultimate heroes. Aw, that'd be great. I guess, unlike All Might and Endeavor. Very much so. <laughs> Although we don't really know their backstory, like if that was ever even going to be an option, but yeah, it's it's very it's very like the two of them. You were right there, mm-hmm. the relationship here. Um, the hope is is that uh, that Bakugo doesn't end up like Endeavor. Yeah, sure. Bitter bastard, and a child abuser, and he abused his wife. And what an asshole! Yeah, not a good guy. Man, fuck Endeavor. You can number tell one that. hero. We'll get some more about him in the next episode, but um. Yeah, yeah. As they as they're sitting there, Bakugo just kind of looks over at, at uh, Midori and he says, "You had the strongest guy in the world laying the groundwork for you, so don't ever lose again." And Midori looks at him. He's like, "Okay, I'll work harder so that I can beat you." <sighs> These damn kids. Uh, Bakugo wants to know who else knows about this. Uh, All Might tells him only recovery girl and Principal Nezu. And Bakugo says that he vows to keep it a secret. Unlike Deku, I can keep my mouth shut, which is pretty great because yeah. Deku definitely spilled the beans to him. Uh, All Might uh, tells him that he should be on it. I should be on my knees begging you to keep this a secret, but thank you so much. And then he tells him, well, I mean, if you know that, he, t- uh, he just tells him everything now. And he tells him uh, where that power came from, how it how it happened, his injury, his successor. Bakugo, as they're walking back, uh, having learned all this, vows that even knowing that uh, Midoriya has All Might's power, he's going to become the number one hero anyway. Yeah. So he says that only those two know. Does Gran Torino not know? Because I thought Gran Torino did know. I mean... I had to think about that whenever I heard that line. I don't know. I thought he did know. I mean, he at least knows that the power is past two... Yeah, I mean, he has to. Yeah, he has to know. I don't know. I'm not gonna look too I far. I caught all Miles. He, all mine was slipping, dude. I caught him lying, dude. Chill out, I man. Caught him lying. Well, I mean, yeah, I guess I don't know. But uh, I love all my. I love you, all my. 
Bakugo says that he'll go. I like this one. He says, I'm going to become the number one hero anyway. I'll go higher than everyone, even you, chosen one. Ooh. Ooh. It's kind of, ooh, sweet burn. Uh, Deku says, all right, well, then I'll just be even better than that. And then they just go into a real duck season, wabbit season bit here where Bakugo's like, what? No, I said I'm going to be the best. I'm going to be better than that. No, I'm going to be the best. Yeah, it's like well, they're all almost friends for one second. It's really great. Uh, All Might says, uh, All Might as they're walking, uh, thinks to himself, well, they're like proper rivals now. It's pretty great. Later, Aizawa has both of them wrapped up and is just giving them shit. Uh, All Might manages to talk him down, tells him it's my fault this happened. Bakugo blamed himself. I didn't even realize. They didn't pass the <laughs> hearing thing, blah, blah, blah. Inferior, uh, inferiority complex. Basically. Or whatever. He basically is saying, saying that Bakugo's got a little bit of that little man syndrome. But uh, he, he tells him, all right, well, I still can't just let this slide. Who threw the first punch? Bakugo says it was him. And he says, all right, well... How, you're both under house arrest. Four days for Bakugo, three for uh, uh, Deku. And I also want written apologies. And then that's pretty much... He also says, uh, go see the old lady to get if you're hurt, uh, but don't rely on her for... Uh, don't rely on her to fix you. Uh, find a way to hear yourselves. And then that's pretty much it. We go to credits. But after the credits, we get a brief bit where uh, the others are finding out what happened and they're both just like... Uh, Midori and Bakugo are both just like vacuuming the freaking uh, common area and uh, they're like you know holy crap are you serious guys what's wrong with y'all but they go off to class like you're gonna miss the big assembly well whatever and they leave uh, after they're gone uh, Midori asks uh, Bakugo what he thinks about his shoot style and he doesn't say anything for a second he just kind of ignores him at first and then he says you're still too obvious with your movements. Even when you sped up, I could see everything you were doing a mile away. And then when you started punching, it really pissed me off. And they're kind of friendly, even if it's begrudgingly. Mm-hmm. It's really nice. They're proper rivals now. I really enjoy that episode. It's crazy good. And that's it. Yep. And well, now we're on to episode 62. 62. A season for encounters. Oh. Sorry, it's harder for me to, like... Look at the name of the episode and move back and forth. You can hear, you can probably hear on the microphone, my microphone right now, whatever. My voice gets further away. Is that the we have these big? You're really just like dipping back and forth around the thing right now. Come on, man. Yeah, I was just showing off what was happening. It's hard. Give me a damn break. You're trying to make a visual bit, visual bit, and audio bit, and it's not really working. I mean, I can get it. You're, you're, yeah. Well, I got the big metal plate thingies or whatever. You do with the foam. All right. I can't see my computer anymore. Anyway, what's this episode called? (sighs) <sighs> a season for encounters that's right <laughs> <laughs> you dink all right uh this one starts with some weird looking guy with a scar splitting his forehead smoking by the window of his crappy apartment and people watching uh we don't know who this person is yet but if you think about it it's kind of obvious he's uh smoking some cool american spirits that's what he says in the in the subtitle yes he says i start my day with a pack of natural american spirits <laughs> Which I thought was really great. This guy's such a fucking hipster. Uh, I was trying to think of what to call him before, like, it's revealed who he actually is. And I settled on uh, my favorite uh, type of bread when I'm making a peanut butter sandwich. uh, Split top white. (laughs) Wow. Racist, dude. That's That's the kind of bread I get. Wow. The split top bread, and it's white bread. It says right there on the package, Mrs. Baird's split top white. You can't be white. white people white bread, okay? Yeah, all right. That's not what I said at all. I'm naming him after 
a type of delicious bread that I enjoy very He'll much. Send a bomb to if your anything, house, if anything, <laughs> that's that's uh, I'm obviously honoring his heritage by naming him after something I love so much, Roger. Mm-hmm. Come on. <laughs> also, he's these. I mean, they're from Japan. He's Japanese. You didn't like right? my joke about they'll send a bomb no, to I your house. No, I got it. I caught it. God, did you see that fucker's van? Yes, dude. This is like the day that news broke. Where this is not the good buddies political or fucking terrorism yeah. corner, but holy shit. I've seen a lot of. I've seen more, less about the van, more about people speculating whether or not it's faked. I mean, now that. I mean, that's the thing with the van. I've seen a lot of people being like, okay, fine. <laughs> Like, kind of being like, yeah, okay, you got it. <laughs> it's yeah. really fucking, oh, we're all going to die. Anyway, uh, he's musing about these happy people down here. And you see some shots of these people, and they're all, like, really happy. Like, there's one dude who just looks like a regular-ass guy walking. He's got this kind of goofy smile and big, wide eyes holding his briefcase. He's like, yep, going to work. This is, this is me. Like, he, like, they drew them. It's a cartoon. They drew them cartoonishly happy walking down the street. Uh, and he says, all these happy people going to their jobs and lives. It sickens me. And then you hear this other voice says, nah, they're freaking great. Okay. Um, and then he says, me? I'm doing the same thing I do every day. You're doing something special. I'm smoking and people watching. Then we get the opening credits. My boy Deadpool over here. Deadpool. Good old, good old split top white. Yeah. <laughs> He's got a split top. Come on. How about just split top? Will you split the diff with me? Will <laughs> you split top the diff with me? Split top the diff with me. Anyway, opening credits. We're back. Uh, split top muses on Hero Society while the TV plays behind him and he argues with his own head. Uh... The news talks about how Endeavor is the number one hero now. <laughs> Dude, he's like Randy Orton's theme song. I hear voices in my head. They talk to me. They understand. That guy they really needs to, to leave me. Jeff Hardy's ears alone is all I'm saying. Anyway. Dude, did you see what he did to Ty Dillinger's finger? It's fucked up. He was it's great. fucked up. It's great. I he's kind of like person. torture porn Randy, dude. It's the best I've ever seen him. <laughs> this is not the Good Buddies Wrestling Podcast. There's already a thing for that, and it's not Good Buddies Associated. But I will say... Shout out to Roman. We love you. Um, yeah, man. Anyway. Yeah, that was tough. Anyway, uh, but yeah, they're talking about how Endeavor's the one, number one hero now, but he's no All Might. People just don't like him. Uh, he's got these temper problems. Uh, split head, split top. He gets dressed and uh, starts to leave. And uh, in his head, he says, physical power isn't all that matters. It's the heart as well. Nah, it's all about power. Shut up. Leave me alone. And that's when it's like, oh, okay, this person's got some issues. On the street, he watches some big villain rob a store, runs out carrying the entire counter with the fucking cash register attached to it. And some pirate type here is like, ah, you're not getting away with it. And just gets bashed with a pipe by another dude because they're working together. Uh... And they jump into this van, into this big truck, and uh, he calls him Yellow, the guy who hit that guy with the pipe. He calls the big guy with the ca- with the whole counter Yellow. And they jump into a truck with two more, and they say, "Hey, yeah, you can't beat us. We're a team, the Reservoir Dogs." Get it? He's Mister Yellow. That guy was Mister Red. First it. of all, there's no Mister Pink. That's bullshit. But like, each of them has a something on them that is whatever color mm-hmm. yellow's got yellow there's a green guy blue guy red guy whatever it's weird that they could say this but you know i mean yeah. it's not a direct reference they they are the reservoir dogs they are not saying 
weird that movie reservoir like if they were all wearing suits okay and one of them looked like steve buscemi and that character dropped the n-bomb for no reason i have problems with that film and i don't mind sharing them anyway <laughs> that used to be my favorite and then i rewatched and i was like he really didn't have to say the n-word there that was just man quentin tarantino really likes the n-word <laughs> <laughs> anyway that's why i put himself in fucking pulp fiction and he got to say it 80 times fucking anyway i got tarantino issues let's continue um but yeah he sees all this goes down they're the reservoir dogs haha uh split top white wanders down an alleyway he thinks on how villains are making moves they're really uh you know um getting some traction he says but it's mostly for these petty crimes and he says he says to himself we're looking for people who are a little more phone rings it's Kieran, that uh, fancy suit guy who works with uh, Shigaraki in the league. Missing that tooth. Yeah, he's missing that tooth. Looks like a real yak. Real uh, goofy. Real yak. Huh? Real yak. Is that how you say it? That's how they say it in uh, Hinamatsuri. That's what he says. You don't like me because I'm a yak. Blah, de, blah. This is how I talk. My name is Chief. <laughs> what did they call I don't remember. I don't that show was great. Anyway. Um, Sleepy boy. That's what they... I'm a sleepy boy. That's what they call me. A uh, fancy suit guy who works with uh, Shigaraki in the league. He, he tells uh, Split Top that Shigaraki wants everyone to meet up. Asks if he's seen Dobby. Split Top tries to respond, but his inner dissenter, that head, that that voice in his head that keeps disagreeing with him, starts bleeding out. He says, "I haven't seen. I, I haven't seen him. I don't know. Yeah, I have." And he like he actually says it this time, and it's getting. He's starting to have an episode. Uh, he says uh, he tries to tell him he hasn't seen Dobby he struggles with himself leans against a wall can't deal Giram says well I'll let you go you seem to be having some issues so he lets him go so he can compose himself and we see uh, we hear some more um, what do you call uh, inner monologue with the uh, split top here uh, talking about how the league wants him to recruit more visit, uh, more villains, which is where we get a brief scene. He talks about how they're all split up now, but they're supposed to be recruiting. And we get a brief scene where we see Spinner, the lizard dude, walking around in just plain clothes without his mask on. He looks kind of cool. Looks like he looks like your Soul Calibur character, but without the giant dick. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we also see Magna, who is the very large, uh. You know, I'm I'm really not sure how to treat these characters, so I'm just gonna say he's the the kind of retro character with the big lips. Yeah, big lips. He is fairly effeminate in his voice, but yep. appears to be a large buff dude. I'm not. He's I'm just definitely I'm just gonna, gay. I'm just gonna really avoid this this whole thing. But we do see another character. They're they're hanging out in the park and they run at each other like hey, and they go for a hug. And it's another. It's a very large. Uh, what appears to be a big buff dude uh, with like five o'clock shadow, but wearing like a cutesy blue, like baby doll dress and like blonde pigtails. So I'm like, I'm not, I'm not going anywhere near that one. Cause yeah. I'm gonna, I'm gonna uh, piss off someone, including myself and just feel bad about it. I'm pretty sure that, that Magna is gay. I'm I pretty mean, sure he's I feel a gay like villain. that's the implication. I also feel like they're really like, get trying to give you the impression because like not only does magna appear to be a guy but have this slightly effeminate accent but is also hanging out with what appears to be a straight up dude in drag and his whole power revolves around what your gender is and i'm like i'm good out here 
not going near that one. Because, like, the whole thing was, like, males are positive and females are negative or something. Like, his magnet power. <laughs> Damn right. Stop. <laughs> and it was like, I... Mm, mm. Nope. Anyway. Uh, Damn right. As a... Preach, Brandon. You preach. Can you chill? <laughs> no. Don't. What are you doing? I'm so what sleepy. What is this thing you're trying to do? I don't know. Why do you hate me? <laughs> I mean, I do it every episode. You're a monster. Are anyway, you just now catching on to it? Anyway, uh, we then get a scene. Uh, I did like this one. Dobby is standing in an alleyway with a bunch of thugs, and they're all looking at him and threatening him. Your, your face makes me want to puke. And like they're going to go after him. And he just says, pity, you're not what we need. And he just fucking cooks these fuckers. Mm-hmm. Like just straight up blue fire blasts them, and they are gone. Just completely gone. He straight up murders. Is that the first straight up murder we've seen in this show? I mean, we know that we know Stain did murder people. Yeah. We know he fucked up Ida's brother. I don't know. I can't. I'm not sure if we've seen a straight up murder. The water hose uh, family. Yes, but we didn't see that happen. This fool just straight up. We watched him. Yeah, I guess so. Fire blaze a bunch of dudes. Yeah, I guess so. Like, holy shit, we know that that has happened. We've seen, like, the before and aftermath. We've never seen the act. This fool just straight up I'm going to brainstorm it for a second. Yeah, you think to, about that. I'm going to I'm gonna keep doing this thing. Um, but, yeah, he straight up cooks these fools. Split Top, meanwhile, is struggling in that alley again. He says, I'm going to tear apart. Split in two. And then he pulls a mask out of his pocket, pulls it on. It is, of course, twice. Uh, the Deadpool-esque character who's constantly arguing with himself and just a real goofball. He says, once I'm wrapped up, I'm whole. And then he goes into a brief explanation of his quirk. How He says uh, he used to be one of those guys who's caused trouble, but now he's found a higher purpose. He says that his quirk is called twice. He can basically make a copy of anything, make one thing into two yeah, things. Yeah, I like his little backstory. Yeah, it's, it's really cool. interesting. I like it a lot. Uh, he says that uh, he can make himself into two and then make each of those into two. And then... And they'll tell two friends, and they'll tell two friends, and et cetera, et cetera. Um, and he can basically, he says, I can make a whole gang of me's. But he would have all of his uh, all of his copies do what, do everything for him. They clean his apartment in the scene here. But then they freak out, and uh, they start fighting back, and they tie him up. They start having this argument over who's the real one, and et cetera, et cetera. And they all just start fighting and killing each other. This goes on for nine days, he says, this battle, this incursion. At the end of it, he, he's he been attacked by them, so that's how he got his big split head scar. And he says, uh, he in the end, he's the only one left, and he's not sure if he's really the original. Uh, he's clearly not fully sane, um, I mean, obviously from these voices in his head and everything. Um, and he talks about how, because of that, heroes don't care about people like him. He can't be a good citizen, but this league of villains accepted him. And he turns this corner now to see a group of these villains standing over the wreckage of the reservoir dogs, dogs truck, their heads, uh, uh, are like and limbs and other bits are sticking out of the ground in this burning vehicle. It's really fucked up. Yeah, he absolutely rearranges them. It, that's what it looks like. And we see the person who's standing there, this relatively regularly dressed dude with like a shirt, a jacket, and a tie, but like this big frilly like boa fur collar around the the top of his jacket and this long mask like a beak that's just strapped onto his head kind of like a plague doctor mask but without the eyes you know so it's just hanging off from uh 
from like his nose down to his chin and just going from there. And we see some other people with him wearing uh, similar costume, similar masks. They all look like these bird things. Uh, and uh, he's standing there looking over this just thoroughly unimpressed. And he says, a bunch of capable adults got together and only stole a cash register. One of the underlings uh, on top of a uh, a street light uh, says, hey, we should get out of here. Hey, do you hear me? Overhaul. He calls him overhaul. That's his mm-hmm. name. Any uh, overhaul standing there looking over them kind of scratches like he's scratching the the mask like it's actually a beak. He's touching it like and thinking to himself, he says, you know, they're sick. They need a cure. Which is a very menacing line and I love it. That's that's a that's how you make someone scary. Ooh, scary. Start curing them, man. You need a cure. <laughs> So that's such like a fucked up creepy thing to say. I love it. Um, but then we go to break. Back from the break, we see we are back at school. Uh, Deku is lifting weights in his room. Remembers that his arm uh, remembers uh, his arms are busted up and he has to be careful and whatnot. But he's still lifting his weights, trying to get stronger. At school, the non housebound students uh, uh, are stopped by manoma that's that fool's name that real dink from 1b who's always hating on him yeah the blonde kid with the copy ability and he makes fun of them for two of their class failing and ha 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 and then somebody i think it's uh i think it's uh kirishima is like hey uh i bet you're the only one to fail out of your class and he just stops and turns around and then he goes actually all of us pass and they're all just suddenly there and they do a great pose it's like ridiculous uh Todoroki's really bummed he's like it's my fault this is how I talk but um everybody's like eh, it's, don't worry about it man he's the one who wanted to make it a weird ass competition at which point a I wrote this down because there's no other way to describe her an absurdly cute like giant eyes this little blonde girl with these big horns and her name is Pony oh my god yeah, she's, she's adorable adorable She's like I, I. She's like a little plushie you'd have, and you just. Did you write down the quote that he had her say? Yes, I did. She, uh, she says that. Oh, teacher Vlad said that we're gonna have some classes together. She's apparently an exchange student. Uh, while two of the students are, uh, trying to talk to her, Ma- Manoma whispers something in her ear, and then she looks at Kaminari and Kirishima and goes and says, "Touch me and I'll pummel you till your mama doesn't know you." <laughs> Which is pretty great. Yeah, it's good. Uh, in the dub, she just says something like, she does say, I'll pummel you or I'll beat you up or something like that, but she doesn't say anything about uh, touch me and I'll do this, but she does pretty say great. The, she does say the touch me line, I'm pretty sure. I watched it, dude. I rewatched it. She does not. I watched it a few hours ago. You want, like, in the dub, she does, but not in the sub. Oh, okay. That's what I'm okay, that, okay, I gotcha. Yeah. I thought you were saying it the other way around. No, 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 no. In the, in the sub, she doesn't say the touch me line. In the dub, she does. But, uh, anyway... A voice then tells them to, hey, make way, because someone's walking through. It's Shinzo, that mind control dude, the real the real creepo. Uh, they're like, oh, man, it's that guy. You sure that's him? Seems like he's gotten pretty muscly, like he's bulked up a little bit. Uh, can't wait to see what that fucker's been up to. At the assembly, which is a big outdoor thing, and now all the students are there, Nezu starts all, starts with a little talk about how his fur isn't as lustrous as usual. And I really like, because he's like, it's me, the adorable mammal who you all know and love. It's like, I, I do know and love him. 
I do know and love him. He's adorable. <laughs> he talks about how the fur that I'm I'm usually so proud of isn't as isn't as uh, lustrous or whatever he says. Uh, he says it's due to due to a poor sleep cycle. Uh, even with a proper diet and exercise, you can still uh, you know not be at your full self if you're not sleeping enough. It encourages all the student. Yeah, encourages all the students to get plenty of rest. He says that he's been troubled and can't sleep because of the events over the summer. Much like I'm sure you all are, uh, all nights. Uh, all might's fall etc etc tells them that with the world changing the students much approach activities like the new hero like these hero work studies with uh, with a lot of seriousness and some of 1a is like what are you talking about what's a what's a hero study bloody bloody blah, blah, blah um i do want to say that in a wide shot here you see nezu just looking over a bunch of students and man oh man i took a screenshot because some of them look absolutely ridiculous there is what appears to be a cowgirl there is also uh, one dude who just looks like a fucking nematode. He's like got these eye stalks coming off mm-hmm. the top of his head. There's there's one who just looks like a straight up peg coming out of the top of his shirt. He's a like 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 just a wooden square peg. It's yeah. it's amazing. I want to know all of them. But anyway, uh Damn yeah them dogs, yeah dude. roger's upset because the dogs outside are going nuts Damn. you can probably hear those don't stress about it. just bring that bring that foam in a little closer yeah, there you go it'll be fine bud anyway uh we go from there and um uh all might uh while he's standing there remembers nezu actually suggesting now this is a brief like in his head flashback he says uh he rem- he remembers nezu suggesting that he find a successor at UA, and he says, I have no doubt that someone worthy of your power walks these halls. And as he says that line, the camera pans over the backs of these three students. Uh, we don't see their faces. We just see one who's kind of hunched over with dark hair. We see one who's shorter, but had with this long blue hair, and one who is standing very tall, very straight, big muscles, with this goofy yellow haircut. And like, no joke. I know that like there's going to be a reveal of who this is in a minute and boy that face we're going to talk about that. But right here I was like, "Hey, the back of that head looks like this one cartoon character I know or comic character I know." And then later I saw his face. I was like, "You y'all are fucking with me, right?" We'll get to that. Yeah. So you had a different character. I guess I wasn't really too familiar with that character. We'll get so to it in a second. It didn't come to my mind, yeah. but yeah, I'll talk about it. We'll talk about it in a second. Because All right. it's still close, I think. Sure. Um, but yeah, he, uh, the, the, it focuses on that last person in particular when he says that someone worthy of your power walks these halls. Um, Vlad is then up and he brings up Hound Dog, who is a fairly, I mean, they're outside, uh, a a fairly beast-like hero with a muzzle who growls and barks and howls pretty much completely incomprehensibly. Like he starts by going last night and just going nuts. And it's like, what in the fuck? The, the students are appropriately weirded out. I would say they're all like, what in the fuck? Why do you even, why Vlad gets up and translates. Uh, basically he says, as you just heard, there was a big fight last night, uh, in the blah, blah, blah students. And we want to make sure everyone's respectful, blah, 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 blah. And it's like, they're all just like, why, why did he even need to be there? <laughs> Which is what I'm asking. Like, that oh, yeah. was fun, but, like, fucking why? Just have someone else Maybe say he it. just wanted to do it. Had to get his, had to get his line in, I guess. I don't know. It was pretty funny. But um, they kind of, the, the other students in 1A kind of uh, are thinking about this. Momo actually says, ah, they're treating them like some problem kids, some problem children. 
uh, Midori and Bakugo. And as they leave, uh, one of the kids from that zoom in is talking to the taller blonde one about uh, those first years. That, uh, he he said she says, um, "Hey, I, hey, did you hear? I I, I heard that those." Uh, those uh, kids who were fighting were a bunch of one years, one years, first years. Jesus, I can't goddamn talk. <laughs> a bunch of first years from class one A. You're sleepy. I'm very sleepy. sleepy. I'm dying. Um, and Dogs uh, barking. the blonde kids just like, oh, really? We're going to get some more on that in a second. In class, Aizawa starts instructing. Uh, the students want to know more about work studies, though. And he says, well, they'll be similar to the internships, but closer to the real thing. Uh, some wonder why they even bothered with the sports festival and the internships then, if they're going to be basically more serious internships. And he explains that the students will need to use their connections to find their own uh, people to, their own basically employers or whatever to work with during these work studies. Uh, basic networking. Uh, those who did well before already have an in, basically. You can use the people you already worked with during the internships, but others will gonna, are going to need to work harder and find someone to work with. Um, with licenses, uh, they're basically going to be damn near pros and things are going to be fairly serious. Uh, but more on that later, uh, which is when they have a great bit where he's like, more on that later for now, let's get on with the lesson. Uh, come on in. And then like the door just slides open and president Mike's just standing there. And I love when it does, because he doesn't move. You just see the door go <laughs> and he's just standing there like this, eh, like with this goofy ass look. And present Mike's running the class for today. It's English, blah, 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 blah. Uh, pretty great. Back at the dorms, uh, Sarah and Mineta are dunking on Bakugo for his cleaning. He's like, oh, Deku was supposed to go to that part. Hey, what's your problem? Blah, blah, blah. Uh, Deku tries to get info on what they learned, but they don't talk. Not allowed to or something. Um, yeah. And he's, uh, uh, Deku also stresses out about falling behind. Uh, so then we see Midoriya's taking the trash out, and as he's walking, he passes by a big wall or something, and there's a creepy floating face! He thought I'd forget about the Halloween shit. That's I creepy. Thought, there's I a creepy floating would. face. I forgot about it a long time ago, probably moments mm, after we talked about it. There's a face, the, the horrifying creepy face floating in the wall. It's this goofy little face uh, with these goofy little dot eyes, looks real cartoony. Damn, you're just really yawning now. Come yeah, on, man. How are, how are the how are our beautiful good buddies I'm universe sorry, supposed to get hyped buddies. if you're it yawning into the mic? It's been a long damn week. Oh, I'm gonna start yawning. You suck, dude. Anyway, <laughs> uh, he's accosted by a face in the wall. The face talks for a bit and then pop uh, and then like pops back in. And he's like, uh, what the hell? And then this face pops back out of the ground in front of him. and says, so you must be that uh, what what do you say? Excitable uh, first year, aren't you? Uh, something like that. And Deku's just freaking out. He's like, what are you? And he's like, oh, that's a pretty good question. And he apologizes and uh, admits that he freaks himself out sometimes, too. Uh, and uh, this face in the ground goes on to say that uh, it, he heard about Deku and wanted to see what all the fuss was about. And then he just kind of slips away and vanishes. And then we get a brief time jump. Three days pass. Deku's back in class. He's real serious. He's blowing steam out of his nostrils. Wants to do his best. Aizawa comes in and says... Uh, that they're going to go over work studies now and invites in three students. It's those kids from the zoom in uh, phantom face is right up front and Deku. As soon as they walk in and he sees them in full, he just starts losing his damn mind. Aizawa introduces him. These three are third years at UA. They rank at the very top of our student body. You may know them as the big three, the big three. They did kill my baby. 
No one's gonna get that joke, but that's a, a White Stripes song and one of my favorites. The big three killed my baby. No money in my hands again. Every time I hear big three, yeah, that's all I can think of. Anyway, it's from the first album. But that's it for that episode. Let's talk about this cocksucker's face, because I said, as soon as I saw the back of his head, I was like, is that fucking Tintin? And then they showed his said. face, and I was like, that's fucking Tintin. He's literally Tintin. Like, mm-hmm. he's got the goofy dot eyes that are slightly ovular. He's got the goofy little smile. He's got the little cow lick in front of his It's Tintin. It's really, I don't, it's weird to see, like, a character with just straight up dot eye pupils rather than, like, full on eyes when everyone else has full yeah. on eyes. And I'm like, the fuck's Tintin doing in the show? Who'd you say he looked like? I said, like, judging by his hair and from behind or whatever, I thought he looked like Ace Ventura. He has that Ace Ventura hair. Yeah, kind of, except Ace Ventura was, uh, had brown hair. Yeah. But, yeah. but like, the, the hairstyle is this swoopy. It's a little swoopy, yeah. I keep seeing people, most most folks I see are like, yeah, that's Tintin. A few of them are like, yeah, Vault Boy. I, I see both. But, yeah, it as soon as I saw the back of that fucker's head, I was like, that's that's goddamn Tintin. Why is he Tintin? I mean, I'm sure there's a, I'm sure there's a fan on the It must be. The creators. Because I, I can't, I haven't. It's not uncommon for that to happen in anime. Yeah. I don't think it's... I think it's happened before in MHA. Yeah, probably. But yeah, it's uh, it's a little goofy. He looks like fucking Tintin. We gotta get... uh, I don't remember the captain from that comic's name, but we gotta get him in there. Captain something or other. Scruffy dude with his red nose because he drank too much. Anyway, that's it for that episode. We are on to the finale of season three, which is episode 63? Episode 63... Unrivaled. Unrivaled. Yeah, I remember that one. This is a fucking good one. Uh, fairly straightforward, though, so let's just get right into it. They, These three, the big three, are introduced. They are big blonde guy who looks like Tintin, Mirio Togata. We have the uh, girl with the very long blue hair, Nijiri Hado, and the kind of skinny, lanky, hunched over, kind of creepy looking dude with, for some reason, very pointy elf ears is Tamaki Amajiki. They are the big three, and they killed my baby. A few of the students are in awe. Some of them are straight up geeking out. Mineta, meanwhile, is like, target acquired. And he, like, it just zooms in on the the girl. Bing! Arrow pointing at her super cute face. Bing! Arrow pointing at her super huge tits. Bing! Epo, uh, arrow pointing at her hips. And he's just like, zoom, zoom, zoom. He's No, he says, he says, target acquired. Zoom in, enhance. And then, like, it does those bing, bing, bings with an arrow. And then he's just drooling on his desk going, zoom, 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 zoom. <laughs> it's like, dude. My boy. My beautiful baby boy. Uh, they had to with get. With the sticky, sticky balls. They had to get one in. They had to get one in. Midorio now remembers Mirio. Uh, says that he saw him on TV at the sports fest uh, last year or two years ago, something like that. Uh, says he didn't do well, but left an impression. And we see Mirio uh, at the beginning of what appears to be, like, a like a like a racetrack like he's gonna start running and there's other kids with him Mm -hmm. they're like and they're looking at him freaked out and they run off he is standing there nude trying to get his pants back on we'll find out more about that in a moment uh but yeah he apparently did not do very well at the sports fest but uh, as as deku said left a real impression a racer asked them to start amajiki first Amajiki stares at them, incredibly intense. It's like it's kind of like Stain's weird aura from the uh, from that one episode. Like everybody's like, "What the fuck?" Because he's like just staring them down. 
and then we everyone's freaking out. There's a big zoom in onto this guy's eye, and then we see the whole class sitting there with potato heads. And then he, as he's standing there, this uh, a couple tater heads up in there, couple tater heads. I'm a geeky as he's standing there. He kind of mumbles. He's like, he can't speak. He's terrified. He says, I, I can't do it. Even if I picture them as potatoes, they still have human bodies. I can't. And he just like whoop, turns around and says, you guys go. And then Hato tries to encourage him, tells him, you got to have the heart of a lion, not of a kitten. And she says, well, that's our kitten. Uh, uh, I'm a Jiki. I'm Hato. This is to- Togata. And then before she can really start talking about work study, she gets very distracted and goes on a series of questions here. Yes, we will get to that line that Roger loves. And she immediately jumps in front of Shoji and goes, oh, why are you wearing a mask? Is it because you're sick? And he's like, well, uh, and then she goes, oh, you're Todoroki, right? Hey, how'd you get that big burn on your face? That's none of your, hey, uh, Ashido, if your horns break off, do you think they'll grow back? Um, can you wiggle them? Uh, Mineta, are those balls on your head, your hair or what? I don't get it, my balls. Also, you're a tree frog, right? Not a gross toad. Uh, and like, she's just geeking out. Kaminari loves her because she's so fucking cutesy. Uh, and kind of kind of an airhead, he says. He mm-hmm. he loves it. And then Mineta drops the fucking line of the century. Oh, and his face. The way they animate it is yeah, really it's, good. It's a little it's it's really weird because like he's got that like purple shadow thing going, like like one of those. He's and went full on creeper mode. Do you want to do the line or you want me to do the line? You do the line, buddy. Okay. He says, uh, she wants to know all about my balls. I'll spill my secrets. Come up come get up close and personal. Like it's Come on, man. It's she so wants good. to know all about my balls. She I'll wants- spill my secrets. She wants to- I'm shipping them, dude. They're getting shipped. It's the fucking worst. You ship it? Do you shipping ship it? Shipping it, dude. What's their what's their ship name? Men- Mineta's Men- harem, dude. No. If it's like then is it like Minot Minato? I'm, I'm I'm building my boy a harem and she's in it. Alright, this now, is now who terrible. the harem queen is, I haven't decided that yet. It's got to be Mount Lady, right? Uh, it could Cause be. Because before you said you wanted to set him up with the tallest, most beautiful girl, and I'm like, you don't get taller than Mount Lady. Yeah, but then I also <laughs> thought about the, the oh, God, I always forget her name, the Dominatrix or whatever. Oh, uh, Midnight. Yeah, Midnight. All right. Well, I've this that, that has been our Mineta quota for the episode. I'm done talking about him. All right. I Kaminari, love my beautiful baby boy with the sticky, sticky balls on his head. She keeps geeking out over all these kids. Aizawa is getting annoyed. He's just staring them down. Uh, and he's he says, this is completely irrational. And Mira's like, uh, no problem, buddy. I got this. Uh, and as he like, as he's talking, I do want to point this out. As Mirio is talking to Aizawa, he's like, okay, okay, I, I got it. No problem. Uh, you do see Aoyama just kind of leaned over on his desk, like, huh, like with this dreamy look, looking at Mirio. And I'm like, all right, boys. Um, My twinkly boy, he twinkles on. I love that twinkly boy. And Mirio stands up. He says, the future is going to be nothing. Complete silence. No response. And they're like, going to be what? And he goes, awful. That's your line, guys. Oh, man, my call and response was a total fail. Like, this guy's such a goddamn goober. I love him. He's such a goofball, and I adore him. He tries to go for this goofy little call and response. It does not work at all. The students are largely weirded out. Uh, They talk about how they seem so odd, strange, goofy even. Mirio thinks for a bit and is like, well... You guys, you don't have any sense of humor. I get it. That's why my joke didn't work. I got to figure out some kind of way to tell you guys about this in a way you'll understand. And he's like, that's when he gets it. He says, all right, 
I got it. How about all of you fight me at once? And they freak out again. Uh, and Mirio says, this is the easiest way for them to experience what uh, what th- we experience. That's rational, right, Eraser? Rational. Because he said it was irrational. And Eraser, Aizawa was just like, do whatever you want. And they end up in a training room. They're all in their training clothes. They're regular UA outfits. And Amajiki, still facing a wall in here, doesn't, like, look at anyone. But he says, you should just, we should have just told them what it's like. They... You could end up get hurting someone, Mirio. I mean, none of these kids want to spend the rest of their school year in a in a stretcher or whatever, in a, in a hospital bed. And some of them are like, he's just trying to psych us out, right? And then Hado, while she is poking at Ashido's horns and like just bing, 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 like really tweaking on him, says, hey, story time. She tells this brief story about a student who got fed up, didn't want to be a hero anymore. And, uh because uh using that as an example says you better be careful togeta we don't want to scare him off and the students tell them hey don't worry about us we fought pros even took down real villains before and togeta mirio just says all right who's gonna start then and kirishima wants kirishima's like i got this and deku's like no i got this and he's like oh you stole my thunder he's like he really wants to get in there he's he's still feeling the strain of like not having been there for the past few days so he really wants to get in on this and uh, Mirio Togeta there, he says, oh, the problem child, I've heard you got plenty of fire in you. And they get ready, he, you know, Deku's like charging up his uh, full cowling or whatever. Mirio's just standing there waiting. And Deku jumps at him, like he's going to do this huge kick. And as he's flying toward him, Togeta's clothes fall off, comma, through him. They just, froop, and they're gone, and he's just standing there like, nude and a few yeah. people freak My boy's out boys weenies hanging out a few people freak out a little bit jiro's like, really freaking out yeah Gi- it's mostly no jiro Mo- she jiro- hasn't seen a weenie before jiro like freaks that. out the most yeah um, i ain't seen a weenie like that all right that's enough that's more than enough it's been more than enough why do you gotta put see this is roger's thing if his joke doesn't land he'll just keep saying it that's because it's damn funny. right you're a monster because maybe with some people it's landing every time eventually eventually so that, he'll get there stacks, dude if you if you if he doesn't get there in one he will get there in 20 or 30 don't or act like you don't appreciate a good weenie joke i just mean because it's, you, just you're because you're on it, the dude. air to the good buddies you're nailing it dude you're, you're living your best life and i adore it anyway <laughs> uh, he jumps at him. A few people freak out. Uh, Togeda says, whoops, sorry, my, my quirk's a little weird. And he bends over, is pulling his pants back on. And Deku, as he's doing this, said, bad move, you're open. And he does this huge kick right at this fucker's face. And his leg passes directly through him. He lands on the other side of Togeda. And he says, uh, he uh, Deku thinks to himself, so his quirk lets him pass through things, huh? And... Mirio just turns around and looks at him with his pants back on. Now he says, went for the face, huh? And then all of a sudden, tape, acid, and just a beam from Aoyama all fly through this fool's head, hitting the wall behind him and throwing dust everywhere. They just go right through him. He he phased through him or something. And when the dust clears, he's just gone. But then suddenly he foomp, appears behind all of them in the nude and says, I'll take out the long-range fighters first, and he appears right behind Jiro, who, again, is just like, what? Because dude is straight up naked. And he 
the, a few of the one, uh, people in Class 1A are running back toward him now, and they're like, whoa, he can pass through things and warp? What's up? This, this quirk's outrageous. Whoa. Amajiki's still facing the walls, thanks to himself. Oh, they shouldn't envy his quirk, but his skills. That's what sets him apart. And as he's saying that, you just see these flashes of Mirio's fist slamming into these different students. Notably, I wrote this one down. Uh, this dude... Well, yeah, I'll mention it now. Uh, Yayurozo Momo Momo makes a little shield to like block the punch. His fist goes through the shield and then connects with her. Like, and we find out later how bonkers that is that he can control his quirk at that speed. But man, oh man, my dude is nailing it. Uh, once he's done with this first little assault, this first little line of attacks, he has taken down. Tokoyami, Sero, Mineta, Aoyama, Ashido, Asui, Jiro, Shoji, Kaminari, and Yayurozu. All of them are laying down, beaten. Uh, every, that's ten. Ten freaking students he took out. If you look up the manga, uh, because the, the, um, the frame immediately after this, where he's standing there looking all badass, and he goes, POWER! That frame is exactly from the manga on that frame there is a little timer that shows like five point something seconds Mm because that's how long it took to take out ten of these goddamn students my dude is just too fucking real everyone else who's still standing is absolutely stunned as is Todoroki who's standing on the sidelines not wanting to get into this uh Aizawa says uh uh as as he's standing there with Todoroki he says Mirio Togeda as far uh in my opinion he's the closest to becoming the number one hero that's including the pros and then they go to break uh, when they're back, Aizawa is standing there with Todoroki and asks, why, why isn't Todoroki fighting? And Todoroki says, I haven't earned my provisional license yet. And Aizawa's just like, well, damn, he certainly calmed down. Like, that's it. Uh, that's our that's our Todoroki line for this one. Togeda then turns his gaze to the close-range fighters who are visibly shaken. They do not know how to proceed. They don't know how to handle this. This fucker is apparently warping all over, intangible. He's incredibly fast. They call him unrivaled to which akajiki still facing the wall scoffs he says that one word you using that tells me that you are not anywhere near his level they they know he's good he explains but they don't understand why he's so good it's like watching a professional fighter and saying man he's great but you don't really understand why he's so great you don't understand the technique and all that deku meanwhile says it doesn't matter even if we don't know exactly how his quirk work, we can quirk works. We can work with what we do know. Uh, he says that even though he's apparently warping around an intangible, he has to be solid when he goes for that hit, which means we can counter. And Akajiki, who was just you know talking shit on him for not understanding, he kind of like has a side eye at Deku, like, all right, this kid's got something. Uh, Togeta now moves in, starts running toward him. And vanishes into the ground. They say he went under. Deku waits. Doesn't move. He predicts where he's going to pop up. And as Mirio pops out of the ground behind him. Of course fully nude. Uh, he turns. That weenie hanging out. That weenie swanging. <laughs> swanging weenie. My boy was like. You guys want to see something? Zip. <laughs> there you go man. <laughs> That's my one. There you go. Alright. Baited it out. Oh, no. I'm masturbating. No, <laughs> too much. I'm sorry. If for some reason this is the first episode of ours you're listening to, I'm sorry for all the dick jokes, but it doesn't get better. I'm not going to lie to you. No, it doesn't. Anyway. So save uh, for the good stuff. Deku waits. As soon as this fool pops out, he goes for a big kick when Mirio appears behind him. But Mirio 
is like, oh, you saw through that one. And he phases right through his kick and he says uh, he's going for an ultimate attack, some kind of eyeball touch. And he passes his hand through Deku's leg, which is flying at him, straight toward his face and is about to poke him in the eye. Deku flinches, closes his eyes. And when he does that, Mirio spins, pivot, punches the shit out of him from uh, right into his stomach from below. Just absolutely obliterates this kid. And as he's going back into the ground, uh, he says, uh, I discovered most go for a counterattack like you did. So naturally, I trained to work around such moves. Pretty good, though. And he's just slipped back under. And he quickly, very quickly, dispatches the rest of the class. Popping out, taking this one, hitting that one. He, like, chops uh, Uraraka and Hagakuri or something. Just gives him a quick, <laughs> give him a chop. Yeah, give him a chop. chop. Give him a chop. That's right. Um, but yeah, he takes out everyone, and then we get another spot where he's just standing there looking all badass, going, POWER! Kid's too cool. Too fucking cool. Uh, once it's all said and done, uh, Amajiki, uh, says Mirio's, uh, or, or actually, um, the girl Hato walks over and is talking to Amajiki and says, uh, man, did you see him out there? He's gotten really tough and strong. And Amajiki says, eh, Mirio's been strong since we were little kids just doesn't know how to hold back as he looks out on the wreckage of all these students laying there going <laughs> they're all doing that Owie. yeah he gut punched everyone <laughs> just gut punched everybody it's brutal but he took them all out um afterward Togata says that he tried to keep his willy hidden he says i tried to make it so you wouldn't see my willy sorry if you got a peek Just <laughs> pretty great uh, and he says, so what do you think? Isn't my quirk strong? And the, a bunch of them say, too strong. How can you phase and warp? Do you have two quirks like Todoroki? And everyone's just freaking out like, you're way too good. There's no way. It's like cheating. Your, your quirk is so good. And he says, uh, nope, I've just got one. Permeation is what it's called. And he explains how it works. And it's basically Shadow Cat, but like more complicated. <laughs> If, yeah. you're, if you're familiar with uh, uh, X-Men, he says he phases through anything, including the ground. If he's underground and he releases his quirk, something something strange happens, is how he says it. He uh, shoots out of the ground. This is my favorite line, uh, because uh, apparently things with ma- uh, objects with mass can't overlap. That's called physics. Fuck you, man. <laughs> That's... That's such a great. I just love it. That's called physics. I don't. Well, I don't think you know. We're talking physics here. I don't think that's how it ha- how it works. <laughs> but yeah, he he goes into detail here, and I do have some. I have some irks with this quirk, but we'll get into that in a moment. But he goes into this, and someone says, "Wow, you were born with a really strong quirk." Not true. My power's only strong because I made it that way. He goes on to explain how when he is intangible like that, he is fully intangible. He falls to the ground. He keeps falling. He could fall forever, in fact. When he's in this state, he can't breathe. Air passes right through him. Even if he inhales, nothing's there to catch the air, so it just goes. His eardrums can't pick up sound waves because there's nothing for them to hit. The light passes right through his eyes. He can't see. He can't feel. He can't do anything. He's just falling and falling forever. Even And then he explains how even passing through doing something simple like walking through a wall takes an incredible amount of focus and so many little bits of minutiae and steps. He has to turn off. He basically has to phase his entire body except the one foot that's still not going to go through the wall. Step through the wall with the other foot, turn that one on so it lands, turn off the other foot, step through, and then turn his whole body back on. It's 
absurd the little bits he has to do which is why that punch where he punches through yaoyorozu's shield was so impressive to me because that's like as fast as he's punching that's a split second that he's just going whoomp fist is through turn it back on boom nailer like it's outrageous the 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 work he goes through mm-hmm. someone actually says with his uh popping out of the ground thing how uh that's kind of like a glitch in a video game and he thought that was really funny but like that's how it works he's he goes in the way he warps is depending on which way he's facing or twists his body he pops out in that direction it's nuts um he says he only learned this tricks he figured out these moves with experience he started at the bottom with like a quirk that was basically useless he couldn't he couldn't make anything happen with it it wasn't he couldn't he couldn't figure out how to make it work but through the work study, he turned all that experience he gained into pure power, he says. And the kids are fucking hyped. They're like, whoa, that's so cool, man. Yeah, they give really like great. a standing ovation. <laughs> they, they really give it up for this guy because he is a real badass. And also in the next scene, we see he walks like Mr. McMahon. Um, Todoroki is even more bummed now because he has no license and he feels like he's falling farther behind. Uh, and then, uh, yeah, I wrote down here, this fucker walks like Mr. McMahon. Because as they're leaving, you no see him chance. walk. He's got like, he always pumps his arms yeah. really huge and he steps with his legs going out away from it. He literally just walks like Mr. McMahon. He's he looks a real like a happy go lucky girl. guy. He very much is, and I absolutely adore this character. No chance! No chance at all. All right. But, uh. You got no chance. Anyway. Uh, but yeah, after, after all this is done, uh, Deku is really inspired, and I. I really like this one because you see exactly what Deku sees in this guy because he sees himself. His quirk held him back. He wasn't born strong, but he worked incredibly hard, which is exactly what Deku's had to deal with. So he can't wait to get into these work studies and do all that because he wasn't born strong and his quirk really held him back, breaking his arms and legs for a while. But now he sees uh, he sees that he could be truly amazing and he's really down for it. After the three talk, Mirio, uh, afterwards, the three, the big three are talking, uh, after they killed my baby, uh, and Mirio says that he was impressed, uh, with Deku, uh, how he managed to see, like, you know, a, a, a way to potentially hit him, but, you know, he'd already thought of that. Pretty cool, though. And he says, I bet Sir would love to meet him. I don't know who Sir is. I can't wait to figure it out. That's gonna be fun. That'll be fun next season. Well, anyway, we find out who it is. They don't say they don't say that that's him. I mean, it is him though. Yeah, we know it's him. Thanks for spoiling it, Dick. Anyway, it's not a damn spoiler. It is. It kind of is. You don't know who that character is. Somebody out there who's just watching the show is like, "Who the fuck is Sir? Who's well, that?" Weird I haven't guy? said anything about who it is. Yeah, but there's like one character we're introduced to who we haven't seen before. Anyway, no back at the dorm, <laughs> back at the dorms, Bakugo is taking out the trash. The girls are discussing Togata's story and uh, and the work studies, how impressed they were with him and his uh, his story and all that. So cool, they're so hyped. In his room, Deku remembers Aizawa telling them as a brief flash flashback because you didn't actually see this bit. But he says uh, he remembers Aizawa telling them that it hasn't actually been determined whether they will or won't be able to conduct uh, to participate in work studies. Deku, nevertheless, takes some initiative and calls up Gran Torino. He tells him he won't be uh, Gran Torino kind of fucks with him like, oh, who is this? Oh, yeah, you're that uh, that asshole kid or something. He doesn't say asshole kid, but uh, he tells him he won't be taking anyone on. He also calls him a useless successor. 
And he tells him, listen, why don't you just ask All Might? And he's like, All Might? But, and he says, listen, if nothing else, All Might can introduce him to some more people. Uh, the first name that come to mi- comes to mind is his former sidekick. And Deku's like, what? Cut to some office building. A woman with blue skin, blue hair, a weird gas mask, and an outfit that shows off way too much underboob. It's very skimpy, this outfit. I'm is like, it too much my- or is it not enough? Listen, there's no such thing as too much underboob. But man, that's a lot of underboob. For this show. It was a lot of underboob. There's a lot of underboob. And her pants were like super loose. Is like, there's like nothing there. Anyway. I mean, to be fair, you know, 10 minutes ago, we were inches away from seeing Homeboy's weenie, so. Yeah, but we didn't see it. Yeah, but we didn't see the, well, I guess we did see the boob. We didn't you, see the You saw boob. some underboob. You, saw, you, saw, you saw the wiener V there, the little V thingy. I didn't see no Vs. Yeah, man, the V came in. I didn't even see a booty butt. I'm not a good, sure not a good shot. Of, every time he showed it, his his leg was bent. You couldn't see the booty butt proper. I mean, you saw a little bit when he's pulling his about pants the full up. Booty butt, see, just just see that booty butt. We talking about we talking about booty butthole? Not the booty butthole, Jesus. <laughs> I mean, if you gotta show me all these underboobs and these jiggle physics and the occasional panty shot, I better get some I booty butthole. I wanna see a wiener. <laughs> anyway. It's only fair. It's, on, it <laughs> it's really only it really is fair. only fair. It's only fair to show the ween anyway. Uh, we cut to some office building. This woman with the underboob and all that walks in uh, to find a tall, lanky-looking dude in a suit and glaring glasses, like real Gendo Akari style, hunched over this computer in a very dark room. Uh, he's he's real serious-looking and real skinny and kind of kind of weird looking how how thin and like hunched over he is. She informs him that Overhaul, the head of the Oh, I'm going to say this. Shie Hesakai. Hesakai? Shie Hesakai is on the move. And we see Creepbeak, overhaul we know him, being led to a warehouse by twice. Uh, Skinny Suit, meanwhile, asks what he's up to. And she says, uh, underboob over here says, it seems he's made contact with a league of villains. Inside that warehouse, the League, notably without Spinner or Dobby, greet twice. And uh, Shigaraki says... Eh, you brought us a really big catch. And they kind of stare down this guy, this uh, overhaul guy who's staring back at him. Uh, we then get a brief uh, uh, monologue from Deku, who back at the dorms is looking out the window, and we see a shot of the city. He says, the entrusted successor and the, the entrusted successor and the successor released into the wild. Soon they would meet. And that's it for the episode. That's it for the season. We get a big like mm-hmm. season four coming soon. Blah, 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 blah. Season four, uh, pretty fun stuff. Yeah, and I I'm excited it. for season four. And yes, we do. Since Roger kind of, I mean, I'm I'm not gonna say you straight up spoiled a thing. It's in the credits. Okay, but that part is it. You're looking yeah. it up now to make sure. But uh, that dude, that lanky dude, is Sir. We don't know Sir what, mm-hmm. do we? Did yeah, it say in the credits? I, I do. I know. Did it say in the credits, or do you just know because you <laughs> looked it up? <laughs> I know who it is. Yeah, you going around spoiling yourself, you ding dong. Don't go bitch. be looking up his name. I'll just tell you that. Don't don't look up his name. I mean, look, don't you stuff, do it. All this stuff has already happened in the manga. If you go to the Wikipedia page, you're gonna see you all the details. You're about to see a it. big spoiler, and there's a few big spoilers in there. But if 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 you don't give a shit, you don't give a shit. I. I saw a couple and I was like, all right, well, I'm not going to read any more of this. Cause I saw yeah. that. I know who that is. I know what his quirk is. I know his relationship with another character. And I'm like, cool, I'm going to stop reading now. Cause is I that wanna... all you know about him. Yeah. Why? 
Alright. Don't don't do that shit. See now I wanna read you suck. Anyway. Don't do it, dude. I'm telling you not to do it. You fucking douche. Anyway. I was just gauging how that's much it you for do. this series. Uh, uh for this one. We I really enjoyed these last three episodes. They were all they all had some really great moments, some really good stuff. It was a good time for everybody. And it was so creepy. Ooh, Ooh. happy Halloween. I can't wait till next year. We'll bring it back as soon as it comes in. We'll get three episodes in, boom, we'll be right back. Hitting up that MHA. Hell yeah, buddy. Uh, do we know when that's airing? When that's coming? I think April. Yeah, it sounds right. Anyway, um, that's it for this one. Uh, I'm going to ask, even though I think I know the answer. Do we have any questions? We do not have any questions this time. Oh. And that's okay, because I'm super tired. You're super tired. Yeah, we're all super but tired. But we do need to talk about what we're going to be watching for next what time. What are we going to be watching next time, bud? Next time, we're watching episodes one through four of Chio's School Road. Are we? That's what we're going with? That's what we're going with. I'm down for it, dude. Let's hit it. Uh, you can find that on, uh, of course, Furf. But if you want to split into the separates, you can find it on Crunchyroll or Funimation. So a lot of ways to watch it out there. Find, cool, it, find a good preferred way. And boom, watch the first four episodes. And that's what we're talking about you next doing, week. Uh, so we got subs and dubs out there or what? Or is it just just subs right now? What's the, what's the deal with this it's, show? It's subs and dub. Okay. That's what, what I'm saying. Are, what are you watching? Uh, oh, which am I watching? I don't know yet. I really don't know. I guess whenever I sit down... Didn't you already watch a couple episodes, you told me? Uh-huh. I watched one episode. I watched the first episode. Sub or dubbed? Uh, I watched it dubbed. Okay. But I could go either way. It really is going to depend on uh, whenever I sit down to watch it. We... Am I going to be really tired or am I going to, you know, am I going to be like, all right, yeah, I'm about to watch this and... Do you want to do you do want to do it like we did Hidden Matsuri where each of us does one? You can if we want to, dude. It doesn't matter. It don't matter. We get the same story either way. Yeah, all right. But uh, either way, that's what we'll be checking out next. Chio's, that's C-H-I-O apostrophe S, right? Chio's School Road. And uh, But you talked about a little bit on a previous episode, said it was pretty cool. Yeah, just to bring it, you know, kind of what it's about. It's essentially, um, it's it's one of those uh, newfangled animes where they do all the shorts in the episode. One of them newfangled animes. Yeah. One of them Japanimations. This one has two shorts or whatever. Yeah, them there mangers. It's, it's Rugrat style or oh, SpongeBob no. style. Oh, no. Where you get two episodes per episode. All right. And uh, the series follows Chio around on her way to school every day. So each episode is a reset and her going to school. The path that she takes, the... The like detour she had to take sometimes, and the, the crazy wacky character yeah. she runs into. Yeah, bam, that's bam, it, bam, baby, bam, that's bam. it. All right, it's it's pretty funny. What the, is you doing, baby? The first episode was really funny. It was it was pretty adorable. So sounds good, um, man. I I, I, I like I like that cute shit. You know me. You're gonna have some chuckles in there. All right, this will be fun then. Well, that's what we're gonna be watching next week. Do you want to get to the plugs, or we got anything else to talk? Go about? Go ahead and plug it, dude. Plug talk about them there. plugs. We already talked about it, but of course, if you want to send us any questions, comments. uh uh, we didn't have any questions this week, but, uh, you know, if you want to send us some, hit us up at thegoodbuddies at G... Uh, no, sorry, excuse me. Jesus, I'm so tired. Thegoodbuddiesanimepod at gmail.com. Uh, we also do have the Facebook group that is uh, The Good Buddies Universe. We have the Twitter that is TGB underscore anime pod. Mm-hmm. We have the Tumblr, thegoodbuddies.tumblr.com. And as I always say, yes, those things all have different names. You'll be fine. But pretty much any of those, if you can comment. Yeah, hard uh, is to keep everything the same damn name. I know you say that every time, but it is really hard to keep everything the same name. It's going to be okay, buddy. We're nailing it. Somebody thinks we're nailing it. Somebody. And it's me. Um, <laughs> but yeah, uh, if any any of those places, pretty much anywhere, including uh, on the 
uh, YouTube page where you may be listening slash watching this with that static image. Uh, that's uh, Rapid Kick Media uh, uh-huh. on YouTube. We also, uh, anywhere that you get your fine podcasts, uh, Podcast Addict is what I use. We also are on Stitcher, Podbean, uh, just podcast.com, iTunes, any of those, pretty much anywhere that you can leave a rating and a comment or any kind of suggestion or anything uh, at yeah, us. Do it. Yeah. Send, us a, send us an ask, however it is. Uh, send us one and odds are we'll find it and we'll get you on the show and uh, we'll talk about it. We'll, we'll talk about it. Um, beyond that, though, uh, we let's see. Am I missing anything, man? We're not on Spotify. Uh-uh. Just not cool enough. But that's or it for the that's else. it for the media. Yeah. Right? Uh, do want to, of course, give a shout out to our good buddies, Mary the Sea Monsters, a.k.a. the Mary Janes, for the use of our opening theme song, Paper Doll. Mm-hmm. Uh, they are on Spotify. However, that song and many of their others are only available on their Bandcamp, Married with Sea Monsters. And you can download them for free. You can indeed. Married with Sea Monsters.bandcamp.com. We also want to give a shout out to our good buddy, Petty Theft. That is how you pronounce it. Two P's at the beginning, two T's at the end. Petty Theft, who is uh, you can find on Twitter and SoundCloud under Petty Theft. For the use of our closing theme song, which you're still calling Sweet Anime Dreams, which should be coming in right now. Who's taking us out, man? Is it you or is it me? It doesn't matter, man. You want me to take us out? I got something. You got anything on your mind? I got nothing, man. Hit okay. me with it. And from all of us here at the Good Buddies Universe, I am your good buddy, Brandon. And I'm your good buddy, Roger. My Willie.